Hi, welcome to another edition of Fleet Momentum video series produced by Automotive Fleet Magazine. I'm Fleet Group Editor Chris Brown. This series is designed to put a spotlight on key leaders, trends, and product offerings in the fleet management industry. This episode is sponsored by and produced in partnership with Smart Witness. Today, I'm pleased to connect with Michael Bloom, VP of Product and Marketing for Smart Witness. Michael and I will talk about video telematics, the greater truth video telematics data offers, and how fleets can use video data beyond exoneration. But before we begin, remember to follow and connect with us on social media. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss future episodes of Fleet Momentum. And be sure to drop a comment on the channel. Okay, let's get into it. Well, Michael, welcome. I'm looking forward to a great conversation. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Me too. Sure. So uh, let's start off with a brief overview of video telematics from your perspective. And, you know, when we talk about video, uh, there's this kind of greater truth that video specifically affords. Can you get into that too? Yeah, definitely. Look, I, th I think since 2007, right, our promise to the market has always been about capturing and protecting the truth. Um, you know, we, we've now been doing that for over half a million vehicles out on the road today. And, you know, I think it really, it kind of comes down to this notion of traditional telematics tells us the who, what, and when, right? But it really leaves out the how and the why because it, it leaves it more to interpretation, right? Where you're basically taking all of this data that you capture in the telematics platform. And what you're doing is you're trying to interpret what really happened, what really occurred. Um, but video answers that. And video answers the, the how and the why questions that ultimately the who, what, when, where bring up. Yeah, you know, uh, we went through the big brother conversation with drivers when telematics first uh, gained traction. Right. Um, when it comes to video telematics, how has the conversations really changed? And what are the key components to driving a, a positive impression for drivers? Yeah, I think this is a big one because, um, you know, drivers are, I think drivers are still worried about big brother watching, but I think things have changed a little bit in terms of what their fears are, right? So with traditional telematics, I think they were worried more about, you know, is the supervisor going to know that they took a one and a half hour lunch? Um, and, and now I think what they're worried about is they're worried about being caught on tape, like picking their nose or bursting out to song, you know, to their favorite tune, right? And because that's their fear is that's all on camera and that their supervisor is going to see kind of what they do in the, in the privacy of the vehicle and the, throughout their day. Um, I think that, you know, the other thing is, you know, is that I, I think that fleets are, start, are starting to feel, well, I should say some fleets, I think, are starting to feel the, the pain from driver shortages, right, more than others. Um, I think those who, you know, don't want or can't afford sort of a driver rebellion on their hands from having driver facing cameras, well, you know, companies like us, what we need to do is we need to make sure that the road facing cameras do as much as possible to capture and protect that truth and alert the drivers to the riskiest driving behaviors that, that, that they encounter. Um, 
And for those, I'll tell you though, like I, I talked to a lot of drivers, you know, and, and I'll tell you that the, the drivers that I've spoken to who have been involved in an incident where they were unfairly accused, they tend to be more comfortable with having road and, and driver facing cameras um, because they know what it's like to be unfairly accused and not have that bit of, that sort of that video um, evidence to refute an accusation, right? I mean, one of the things that, you know, <laughs> a driver who went through this process once told me, he was like, look, he's like, you know, if I'm going to end up sitting in court, would I rather have a, a spreadsheet that shows kind of sort of what I did or what I might have done, right? Or would I rather have a video showing exactly what happened to exonerate me? Um, and I thought that was really powerful. And I think, so this notion of big brother, I think is shifting. And I think once people get over that sort of hump and that fear of, you know, of people watching them um, or being able to see what they did historically, um, once they get over that and realize the benefit of if they, because if they get into a situation where there's an accident and they don't have the video to show and they know they were in the right, they're going to be, they're going to feel so frustrated, right? But being able to have the video to show that they were in the right, it just makes it all better. So, you know, video telematics can be used, you know, beyond exoneration, um, going, and it really kind of goes above and beyond traditional telematics data. You started to get into that uh, in the last uh, discussion bit, but can you can you uh, develop that a little more? Yeah, let me elaborate a little. Um, I think that, I think one of the things you're going to see is we're going to see a new breed of scorecards, of driver scorecarding. Um, I think traditional scorecards, typically they judge drivers based on like the, the number of incidents or the duration of a particular incident or event. Um, and when I when I talk about that, I mean like a, like a harsh driving event. Um, but that means that all of those kinds of harsh driving events that we that we just talked about, right? The ones that are expected behaviors, those get counted as well into that mix. I think what's going to happen is you're going to see machine vision, uh, which is basically um, using AI to analyze what the camera sees. Um, and then aligning that with contextualized data. So for example, on the on-ramp, right? Or in versus in a school zone. <laughs> um, and, and I think what you're gonna see is you're gonna see that those things are gonna bring a whole new level of clarity to driving behaviors. And then those scorecards are going to have to alter correspondingly, right? The, the old way of you know, number of events and duration is not good enough because honestly, it's not truthful enough. It's not getting enough at the, what really happened. Um, and so the AI is going to help bring that uh, much further along. So the, the number of video telematic system is, is growing, frankly, right? I mean, what consideration should fleets keep in mind as they start their research uh, and then their implementation process? If you talk about fleet managers who are new to video telematics, I think um, once they have video, this has been my experience in talking to, to customers, once they have video, they're like, I don't even understand how I managed before without it, right? It's like one of those things. Once you actually have that visibility, you're kind of like, you can't imagine a world without that anymore. Um, but there are some unintended consequences. And this is something that I feel like people have to go in with eyes wide open about this, right? 
Um, and one of those unintended consequences is that there's a ton of what we call false positives uh, in, in sort of the in the world of video telematics. And what that means is that um, you know it shows a, a harsh accelerating event, and then you go and actually watch the video, and you can't really see anything. You're like, this is the normal. This is totally normal. Like I don't I don't see anything wrong here. That's a false positive. So I think what you want to do then is, is you want to really look for providers who are focusing on quality, not quantity, right? How, what kinds of systems do they have in place? What's their product set um, that helps to remove um, and mitigate the problem of all these false positives? Um, because quite honestly, the, the novelty of being able to click on and, and watch video of a particular <laughs> driver and vehicle in the field, like that wears off after the first week, right? I mean, you're kind of like, oh, that's just, it's like a shiny object, new toy. You want to play with it a little bit, but then you're like, oh, you know, I have I have a hundred drivers out there. Like, I don't have time to be watching all these videos. So the ones that they're watching, they really want to make sure the ones that they should be watching. Um, and and what you need to do is look for providers that have mechanisms in place to remove the false positives. The other uh, the other thing that I would suggest is. Um, and this is something we haven't talked about, and, and frankly, I don't really see it talked about much in the in the in the market or in the industry. But customers do find value, a ton of value in this. In fact, is is that you know you should look for um, providers that don't just have road facing and driver facing camera options. That's super limiting. It's kind of like you know your your first level, right? It's kind of like the old days. When you'd get a stereo system and you'd buy, you bought the cassette recorder, right? So you could have like the two, the dual cassette record, you could buy, you know, and that, that was great for early days for those of us who can remember that of making mixes. But then at a certain point, you're like, wow, this is great, but I'd love better sound. I'd love the CD quality sound. So then you go and invest in the CD player, right? If you don't have from the get go, um, the ability to expand or extend your, the video platform, um, it's really limiting for you, right? And and so while right now you kind of feel like I just need sort of road facing and and a driver facing view of the world in terms of what was happening in those moments, what you find is well, if you add a couple of side cameras and a rear facing camera, now all of a sudden you not only get a 360 degree visibility around particular events when they occur, but you you could also add a little LCD screen into the vehicle itself. And now the driver has that visibility and, you know, blind spot monitoring is a big deal. I mean, in, in the EU, they're, they're imposing all kinds of new regulations where vehicles have to have this going forward because so many cyclists, bicyclists and motorcyclists and pedestrians are being hit and killed every, uh, every year. So you want to make sure that you look for somebody that if you're not interested in multiple cameras around the vehicle right now, you will be in the future. Again, it's one of those things, like it's like a step leap kind of scenario. Um, and so make sure you look for a provider that can gives you that, that ability to extend and expand. The other thing I would say, and I think this is a big one, uh, and this one is really important and it's, it's geared directly to sort of the fleet manager or the whoever, whoever's gonna be responsible for sort of onboarding a, a telematics product within their business and their company. Make sure you know your stuff about the product and about what it does uh, before you introduce it to anybody, before you introduce it to drivers, before you introduce it even to managers and supervisors of drivers, um, because there's some myths out there 
around this product and around video telematics. And I'll talk about one very specific one that is a big one, right? And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier about, you know, sort of picking your nose or screaming at the top of your lungs while you're driving um, is that there's this, there's this myth that like everything is being recorded and watched. Um, and really, well, it's not necessarily true. It is true that all of the data when the vehicle is on and you're moving is being recorded and recorded at the device itself on the camera. But that all of that doesn't go up and isn't visible necessarily to the fleet manager, right? What's visible is when there's an event that occurs. So when there's like a harsh break, let's say, then what happens is the camera automatically takes that moment in time, 10 seconds before, 10 seconds after, it packages that up as a event, a video event, and it sends that up and that up to the cloud. And that's what is viewable, right? The whole rest of your day isn't unless somebody comes in and sort of physically takes out the SD card and, and plugs it in and watches it, but no one's gonna do that. No one has time for that right? anyways, right? No one's spying, no, they don't wanna spy. What, what people wanna do is they wanna have visibility when, when something happens, right? When an event occurs, an occurrence happens, um, and, and so this is one of those myths. People feel like I'm constantly being recorded. It's not really true. I mean, it, it is technically, but it's not visible in the same way. What's really visible is when something actually happens. And frankly, that's when you want to have that visibility of the recording. Right. Well, wow. Uh, thanks for the wonderful discussion, Michael. And thanks for educating our fleet audiences. On, on video telematics and the use of data. This is really an exciting time. So I wanna thank you. Yeah, I agree. Well, hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's great. I love this stuff. So um, it's great to be able to, to help to educate. Sure, and thanks everyone for watching. And of course, be sure to subscribe for future episodes.